You're listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. Join us today as we tackle hard topics, current and future events, as well as tough questions about the Bible from our live listening audience. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Our hope and prayer is that through this program, you continue to ask questions and seek God's truth so you may be equipped to stand firm in your faith and grow closer in your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Threshing Floor. Uh, This is Pastor Jeb Dotson. I'm in the studio with Pastor Tim Lowry, and we are just excited to be on the air with you today. Thank you for tuning in and just listening to this show. We want to thank all of our listeners and those that uh, send letters and those that uh, that text us messages. We're so thankful for that. And in fact, while I'm talking about it, let me go ahead and give you that number that you can always use this number to send us a text. And I do want to say that even when we're not on the air, you know, this is a number that's set aside that if you just have a prayer request or a need or maybe a question that you'd like us to consider covering here uh, on the threshing floor, uh, we would just love to hear from you. That number is 936-337-1413. Or if you'd like to drop us a letter in the mail, uh, you could always um, write us, and you can make it, that out to The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Well, how are you doing, Pastor Tim? Um, I know we talked about last week about all the, the rain and the water, yes. <laughs> and we had more. Do you still feel like you're in Noah's Ark out there floating away? Yeah, fortunately not. Fortunately, uh, everything seems to have dried up, and my road is not a river anymore, which is good. And my backyard, I can actually see where the pond actually is now instead of it just being one big pond. So we're, we're back to normal. But um, we do have a tornado uh, watch in effect mm-hmm. right now uh, for the Lovelady Crockett area. So that's pretty interesting um, that every day is just a new challenge um, in this time of, of, of year. We don't know what's going on, but we do know that... Um, that we have to have that radar app on us at all times. Right. And so as a caveat, if we are interrupted by this um, national weather forecast alert, you know, uh, just listen to it. And, you know, we we may have to take cover, but, you know, we, we believe in the sovereignty of God, but we also believe in common sense. So if we have to take a break, we'll take a break. And that's, that's what we'll do. Or we'll just bring the microphones under the desk. There we go. That'll, that, that would work we just kind of just alter things and 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 continue to go forward yeah because we have we have listeners listening right now all around the world and we want to give a shout out to our nigerian friends they they've been listening uh constantly and steadily and we just want to give you guys a shout out say thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us and you just you encourage our hearts to know that that you're tuning in and we hope that we're allowing god to bless your hearts as well and if you guys have, I know you guys can't text in, you may not even be able to write in. Um, so we're trying to work out a way. We still haven't gotten the email address up yet, but we're going to get that up so that you know, people in other countries can use that email 
to get yeah. a hold of us because we'd love to hear your stories and in, in the situations that you guys are going through, the triumphs that God has brought you through as well. And if you guys have any questions as well, we'd love to hear that as well. You know, thinking of stories, as you are listening to the show today, can I just throw a prayer request out to you? I know we don't do that that often, but, you know, my mind isn't in a very good place. I'm going to tell you why. I just got back from the hospital um, just just before coming on the air, and I was over there, and a good friend of mine named Ben, he is... He's really fighting for his life right now, and it's kind of a a freak thing. They they don't know what's going on. Uh, Maybe it's an allergic reaction, but basically his throat has swollen up to the point where he cannot speak, and he's gasping for breath. And so they're, they're, as we speak, they're flying him out um, to another hospital. And, you know, to be at someone's bedside... It puts life in perspective. If you know, I'm just yeah. sitting right there. Um, his wife's right there. I'm just praying for him, and he just starts gasping, like he can't breathe, mm. and just like his, his yeah, like his hands go to his neck. Is like it's like something's pinching off his windpipe mm. as I'm looking at him, and it's just um, it it puts things in such a perspective that that one life is fragile. Yeah, and we all need Jesus. Uh, we all need His saving grace, but we we need to access His healing power. And as the nurses ran in, start working on him, I'm just praying. You know, I'm just uh, flying the wall, standing in the corner of the room, trying not to get in the way. Yeah, because yeah. they're just now allowing pastors back into the hospitals from COVID. And um, you know, I always just want to try to respect their space, but just praying in everything that that whole situation, um, I do believe God can heal. And he can heal in a moment. He can heal in a a season of time. Um, and it, we always think about that, you know, we know that, that Jesus and his blood, he made the provision for us to heal, but we never know the sovereign plan of God and what his plan is. So regardless, I always pray for healing. Right. And I've seen healings take place, Tim. And yeah. you, you've seen yeah. it, Tim. I mean, it's Absolutely. just, it's like in in that moment, what we want is not as important as, you know, God, we just want God to take over the situation. Yeah, for me, I think um, my heart goes out because I want God to do it a certain way. I want God to to just right. heal him right now. It's like, Lord, you give us the authority to do this, but you know, am I doing it because I want it, or am I doing it because, you know, I just I, it's God's way, and I need to always know that God is sovereign and and He's going to do it in His way. We just need to be obedient and and pray for that healing, and Absolutely. and stand by it, and and not not have not waver from it. You know, that because just because we didn't see him instantly go, oh, I'm all better, that the healing isn't taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've heard testimonies from missionaries in other countries where they thought no miracle had happened and they go home and they're depressed. And then two days later, they find out a boy that they prayed for yeah. just got his tumor removed and, and nobody knew, you know, right. and, until they went to the doctor. So it, we don't, you know, he wasn't crying instantly going, hey, I'm healed. Woo, you know, he, he just, um, he he was uh, he was healed but it was not the way that that missionary right and it, it, it wasn't the spectacle maybe yes. that they were um 
and it's okay to, to hope for that because when, when a spectacle takes place, meaning something that is everyone witnesses in front of the whole crowds, it gives everybody an opportunity to get pumped and yeah. to celebrate. And you can still celebrate those things. And I, I, I totally get that. Well, I still get pumped from the miracle we saw a few weeks ago. Yeah, we, uh, in our church with with um, one of our church members in his in his arm. Yeah, his his arm where he couldn't even lift it, and then as um, he was up and he was at the altar to pray for someone else, God healed him. And that's that. It speaks volumes, you know. Um, he was no longer focusing on himself or having a pity party. He was just there to minister to other people, and I think he caught the heart of God, yeah. you know. And we could do that. Uh, to be able to just minister in spite of ourselves. Yeah. And and I think he just, in that moment, he got God's attention. God says, you know what? We're going to take care of your issue yeah. right now. Because he was, <laughs> he was trying, as an elder, he was trying to, to lay hands on the, like the Bible says. Yeah. And he couldn't even raise his hand up to do it. Yeah. And, and he was doing it lower. And, but God just said, nope, if, you know, you've requested these hands be healing uh, we need to correct this problem. And he did it in an instant. And we all saw it. We saw the tears. We saw everything, the testimony. And it just, it, it invigorated all of us to say, you know what? I don't care what anybody says, any denomination. Some people say, you know, healing isn't for this generation. Um, when you see it yeah, with your it, own it eyes. It changes everything. There's nothing, that experience that I've had with Christ and God in that moment, nobody can take away. And it's something that you will take with you for the rest of your life. And so I'm, God is so good. So as so you see that and then yeah. you're like, God, I can, I know that you have this power. And yet my friend over here is choking and gasping for air and, exactly. I, and I'm helpless and I can't exactly. do anything. And it's just like, am I really going to sit here and witness my friend take his last uh, choking breath here. I said, really, is this really happening? And it's kind of makes me, you know, a little bit of anger about, you know, it's, this isn't of God. This, you know, God's not behind this. And you just want to, you know, cast that sickness out and just, you know, pray with everything you have and just, you know, put it in God's hands. So if you're listening, please pray for my friend, Ben. Yes. And here's another prayer request. Pray for this radio station. Um, pray for finances in this radio yes. station there is there's a financial need here and um we we need to see breakthrough and um and and, and tim we're just gonna um you know yeah. it's 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 a burden on you um you know i i just come in here for a, a show but you know you being the the owner the ceo the one who runs the station and it, it's a heavy burden so pray for the the lowry family yes um pray Thank for you. for tim guidance wisdom and just uh, let let the finances come through, or just let God step in and and tell Tim what to do. Yeah, you know um, how how to proceed. And so these th- these are our legitimate needs. And as I said, we, we generally we, we don't focus on on needs a lot, but you know this that that's what the body of Christ is for. Yeah, and I, I believe that there are praying people listening, Bible believing people listening, and and you know how to pray. And, and there's power in the prayer and it needs to start there. Whatever the situation is, whether it's the healing or the sickness or, or financial or emotional, whatever it is that you're going through and the problem that raises up, that's where we need to start is in that prayer. Yeah. And to know just getting the chance to meet more people in the community. Uh, we get a chance to meet, um, over the weekend with Charlana's group and they were going over the abuse, uh, how to overcome abuse through God's eyes and, and overcome that 
powerful, powerful stuff to know that there's people in this community that know the keys to the success of getting through struggles, and that's the power of prayer, Mm. and that only God can get you through it, because he did everything at the cross. Every emotion, every struggle, everything that you could ever think of, he absorbed that when he was on the cross. Man, and I don't know if if God's having us go a different direction here, and that's okay, but let me tell you a story. Let me tell you something that happened just last night that really, Tim, really got me to thinking. It's on this subject of of prayer. I was having dinner, Vanessa and I, with um, a pastor and his wife. His name's uh, Philip Corbett and he he wrote a book called Running with Your Second Wind. He he's written several books, but I do have that book on my shelf. It's a great book. Write it down. Philip Corbett, Running with Your Second Wind. He told me a story. Um, because of his book, he he speaks a lot. Uh, sometimes he'll go out of the country, do conferences. Uh, he'll uh, do revivals. Um, and but he also pastors a, a church. And he told me this story. He said he was. Um, Going, he was preaching a revival, and they were doing intercessory prayer before the revival. Right, and they were just praying and just praying that God would move and just seeking the presence of God. And as they were they were doing that, um, he kind of stopped in the middle around the altar, and and he had a group a prayer team who was praying, and he just wanted to let them continue. But he said he saw a vision, and he saw like a veil that he knew heaven was behind it and it started to wave like the wind and it and it began to get thinner and thinner and then it it eventually um like fabric it pulled away and he was able to see uh a long distance into heaven and on the very back end was the throne of god himself but it was a sea of angels Mm. of his his angelic host wow and as he was there, he recognized everything he saw, and the angelic host, the angels, were sitting kind of like Indian style on the ground, like like just in a uh, state of readiness, like they are ready to go. And out of the throne room came the announcement of the name of a town that he was in, mm. the town that he was in, and as soon as the announcement came angels stood up not all of them a great many of them stood up and they went off towards that direction Mm. and he said what was really what really um got his attention is the look on some of the angels faces they were in envy that these angels leaving got an assignment and they were able to go and this is what god gave him a revelation of what he saw he says some angels never get an assignment because my people don't pray. Ooh. Wow. And I'm sitting there and I I'm I'm trying to eat here and I have to stop eating and I have <laughs> yeah. to think about what he just told me. He said that because people refuse to pray, there are things that God wants to do. Angelic armies are waiting to be released but they never get the assignment because the people never pray. Mm. I'm wow. telling you, That's that powerful. changed my thinking. We're going to be right back after this message. 
You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Car Dealer Math presented by Cutshaw Chevrolet. When shopping for a new or used car, sometimes it seems like the numbers just don't add up. Oh, $15,000, that's just the base pricing. You have to add the dock fees, our espresso machine fees, detailing fee, dealer prep charges, added value services, tires, our expensive bumper and bumper warranty. And that covers both bumpers, not the car itself. And don't forget our administration fees to prepare all of these fees. And that's why $15,000 really equals $24,000. At Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland, keeping it simple is what we do best. We don't believe even dealer math. The price you see is the price you get. It's that simple. So for a great selection of new and used vehicles, visit us today at CutshawChevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet. Keeping it simple every day. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back. Welcome to the threshing floor. And we're just uh, hanging out talking here. And I was just describing um, this conversation that I had. And his name's Philip Corbett. Uh, this book, Running With Your Second Wind. And there's a few other books. But, you know, what he described to me as they are in this prayer meeting and they are um, interceding. You know, intercessory prayer is so important. Um, you, what, can you define what that is? Because yeah, maybe some yeah, listeners yeah. don't and, and, understand. And that's kind of the next thing I was thinking about. You know, let's try to break this down. What that is is you're not praying for one specific need. You know, when you're need praying, you're saying, "God, I need help paying my rent," or "Lord, I need healing in my leg," or whatever. You know, medical issue, financial issue. This is more of a petitioning God to move, petitioning God for revival petitioning God that the spiritual darkness would be defeated over an area. Right. And when we start praying that, you know, it gets God's attention because um, there has never been a revival, Tim, ever that I've ever researched in history that did not start from prayer. Mm, yeah. Prayer that was always prayer. The, the, the precursor to it. I mean, every big revival you can think of, there's a precursor of prayer. And then in, and it didn't happen immediately. It took time. And so they're sitting there and they're interceding and they're really praying against the spiritual darkness in this town. And um, this town has experienced a, a lot of darkness. There's a lot of things going on. And he saw this vision and he saw the, the heavenly host of angels. And then from the throne room of God, that town in a booming voice, it was announced that this is where they would go. And they started cheering like they've been ready for this moment. Right. They're like, woohoo, yeah. we got an assignment. And, and it's like this you know, imagine, you know, I mean, I, I, I love Star Wars and, 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 and you, you see the, the empire with uh, the Sith and their whole army, and they're like all, like hosts and hosts, and they're all like ready to go to war. That's like the the evil armies, right? And we have the angelic armies yeah. on the other side, like the Jedi and all of them. You know, I'm sorry if you're not a Star Wars fan, but I get kind of nerded out like that. You know, <laughs> but here's here's the thing: 
It's there is there are armies waiting to go to battle. And he said it was like such a celebration. And as they were leaving, there were those who that wasn't their assignment. So they didn't get to go. And they were watching them go with great envy. It's like, man, mm. I wish that was my assignment. Right. I'm proud of you. That's awesome for you. You get to go, but I'm, I'm not allowed to go. And um, God gave him this revelation, what he was seeing all in one moment that angels, or we can call it the power of God, isn't released because the people don't pray for it. And, and that he wants to do a lot of great right. things, but... We're not praying. Especially, and he was talking about specifically for this town. And this town was about to experience revival, and that's exactly what happened. Um, this specific town had revival, and I and I didn't ask, and I should have, didn't correlate with this. At what point did this happen? But this town had revival every day for over, I, I think it was like an, almost a year. Wow. And it was like a long-standing re- revival. Um, and so it's... The, the whole point is God is ready to release his provision, ready to release his power, ready to conquer um, the demonic influence. I'm talking about uh, drugs. I'm talking about um, um, sexual impurity, things going on in the streets, um, people who are addicted, um, things that are going on with our youth and our kids and corruption and yeah. all this stuff. Dark magic, the witchcraft that they practice, all that stuff. And so God can take care of these things. But we, the people, we've got to come together and we need to start praying because this releases the power. And you know what? I don't know why God set this model up. It's, it's, It's almost comical to me that God, who is so awesome in all his power and all his authority, he... uh refuses at times i see that that he he's not going to do something unless man's involved because mm. he wants to work through us right and it's like who are we god you right know, didn't david say the same thing who am i lord who am i yeah moses said the same thing who yeah, am that, i what that, yeah that, that you you should use me that you are mindful of me oh god and so it is a very humbling thing but it's almost comical that um a this amazing this amazing mighty strong tower of of holiness god himself would want to use people like us who are you know we're flawed we're just you know we got all this stuff going on but god says you know what i i really want you in on my plan and and satan tries everything to get you not to pray you know and because he knows he sees that spiritual battle he sees those armies he knows that when they pray they come and he's trying to dilute you with everything else that your physical eyes see to confuse you, to bog you down so that you see the obstacle and you don't see the solution. When you know that God is the solution and you need to just turn to him and pray, it opens up the doors, like you said, to, the, to that mighty wind. And what I find is the prayers that are most effective are not the prayers that are the the I need, or please give me this, Lord, or or do that. It's when I take the, the time to pray for somebody else. Mm. When I take the time to say, Lord, 
I don't know exactly what this person's going through, but I can feel that their their heart is heavy. Lord, I just pray that you just release that spirit of depression that's over them, that spirit. You start just calling these things out. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly the prayers are invigorating. You start feeling the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had this. I, I, I had just the other day, we were praying for somebody and it felt like... Um, it was a wasted time. It was like, I, I wasn't feeling the power yeah. of, of it. And I was like, Lord, sure. what's, what's wrong? And I realized it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be praying. It was the other person that was supposed to be praying. Mm-hmm. And I was withholding the ability for them, for that power to come alive in them. And that's why it's it, sometimes it's, it's, um, and then other times it's you're anointed. And you just feel like oh that that power is there and 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 it is. But um, you know, do you get that yourself sometimes when you you feel like even uh, even today when you were at the hospital? Yeah, it's you know sometimes you, you want to sound better than what you do, and it's like man, you know, as the words are coming or you're trying to sort it out because you know I don't I I don't ever pray with a predetermined script you know what i'm saying and so you want to really start to flow in your prayer but it's like it's like bumps big bumps in and ditches that you're you're driving (laughs) through and you're (laughs) you're you're flipping over your your words or your thoughts and then you're thinking man what's god gonna do with that you know it didn't feel right but you know god still hears and so he still hears uh and the, the prayer, and more importantly, the heart. Yeah. And the I, heart's not in it. And I think what you're talking about, I've experienced that too, where you're praying with somebody, but you know they're really not in it. They just want you to hurry up and, and get done. Right. And yeah. they want you to quit. Either it's embarrassing to them, or they really didn't want to pray anyway. Because I tell you, if somebody asks me to pray, I generally try to pray right then. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a liar and say, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. And then I never do. That's the prayer right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll pray for you. Yes, that, that's it. And <laughs> see, and um, I, I think you know, first going in the ministry, I made that mistake a few times. Oh yeah, I'd, I'll be in prayer for you. And then God would you know get on to me. It's like, did you really pray for them? Because right. you said you would. And so I didn't want to fall into that trap. So a lot of times, if people ask for prayer, just be aware. Hey, I'll probably stop right there. We're going to pray right there. Doesn't and, matter if you're in Walmart. I mean, we're going. You know, <laughs> let's let's just do this and and. And we're going to have a moment right where we're at. And, and so that's, that happens. And, and at times it's like, oh, oh, you're going to like here now. Okay. Right. All right. And so it's just the, the, the way it is. You know, there, there's just times where we just don't feel like we're, we're getting traction. We don't feel like we're breaking uh, through. And, and there's something um, about aligning yourself with God. I, I'll, I'll go to the story where um, Jesus is uh, away praying and then um, the disciples are in in town and the father comes with his son and says hey help my kid um, he's sometimes this uh, evil spirit takes over him and right. and it'll uh, he convulses and throws him into the fire at times and and it's almost killed him several times and they tried to cast it out right they prayed they tried with all their effort and then Jesus comes down and there's like a, they're almost like an argument. He comes in the middle of this. Hey, why can't you do this? And, right, right, and right. Like, hey, we're trying, man, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> it's like, I could just see what's going on here in the, the, the background. And Jesus says, 
what is it? What's what's going on here? And then the father says, well, listen, this is what's going on. And your disciples prayed, but they can't do anything. And Jesus kind of hangs his head like, oh, how long will I be with you? <laughs> Um, and he asked, you know, how long has he been like this? And and then um, he Jesus prays, and the boy's released from his sickness. He's released from this uh, demonic oppression, and the disciples are like, "Huh, what's going on here?" <laughs> and so later they ask Jesus, Jesus. We we got at this question: Why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we pray? the prayer and how come we couldn't break through and how come we couldn't cast it out and jesus gives a really good picture of sometimes why our prayers don't don't go where they're supposed to go he says you know um some things like this they don't go out by prayer and fasting but by prayer and fasting i mean you need to put the gas in the tank right the only way it's going to get out is you got to pray and fast that's like gas in the tank to get the vehicle down the road. You got to pray and you got to fast. That means fasting, and we, we did um, uh, a series on that a while back, but it's what's important about it is you need to align yourself with God. You need to be right with God. You need to have already been in the throne room in order to access the throne room. So if you haven't prayed for, I don't know, all week, and then all of a sudden you got to pray about something, and more likely than not, it's going to take just, it's, it's going to take some a lot of effort to get a yeah. breakthrough. Well, would you say that by doing that, doing the prayer and fasting, that you're being, when you do that, you're, you're basically isolating yourself uh, and into the presence of God, and you're just accumulating more and more of his presence so that you're filled almost like an energizer battery with God's focus and power so that when you go into that, then um, there's just this energy uh, that, of God's power because you're, you're in tune with him. Now you know what to pray for, Yeah, uh, what the signs are. I would be curious to see if Jesus prayed the exact same prayer. Yeah, that uh, the disciples then, yeah wouldn't that be something? And that's why they're like, we prayed that prayer. Why didn't that go out? And they're like, well, because I, I just came from prayer and fasting. And sometimes this is what the requirements are for this. Yeah. And it's also a place of comfort. Imagine, um, you know, what it, if you go to your parents' house a lot, you know, say you grew up there and then you got married and you moved away. But let's say you just go there every week. It's nothing for you to walk in the house go straight to the refrigerator, open it up and grab a Coke out of the refrigerator, open it up. Hey, mom, dad, what's going on? It's a place of comfort. You right. know what I mean? And if you didn't show up, but every like once once a year or something like that, they're like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, it's but it's different when you when you're there a lot. Yeah. And so you become comfortable in that space. Therefore, you know where they keep the drinks. The furniture has not been moved in the last few days. You know exactly how to navigate. That's like in the house of God. When you are with him, you know how to navigate there. Well, and I think that's the thing that that he craves. That's why those angels sit there, you know, because he longs for that restoration. He longs for that relationship, that communing, that, that we're dealing with that every day. Not just when we have a problem, not just when we want, something for God to move in a mighty way for a revival, but on a daily basis to just be engaged with him and say, Hey Lord, you know, this is what I'm thinking today. Um, Hey, I just love you for what you did. I love the fact that I get to stand out on my porch and watch the sun come up. 
Mm. Um, yeah. I yeah. love the fact that there's green grass, a beautiful, you know, I, I came from the country, I come from the city and just to go out yesterday when the clouds cleared and the sun came out and it just went over the fields and the beautiful grass, the green grass. And I just said, Lord, you are so awesome. Thank you for giving us this property. Thank you for giving us this station. Thank you for us being able to be here for this many years and um, get to partner with you. Um, it's, it's almost brings a tear to my eye because I just, I love it so much yeah. that we get the chance to partner with God. God is good. We're going to take another break and we will be back right after this message. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Car Dealer Math presented by Cutshaw Chevrolet. When shopping for a new or used car, sometimes it seems like the numbers just don't add up. $15,000, that's just the base price. And you have to add the dock fees, our espresso machine fees, detailing fee, dealer prep charges, added value services, tires, our expensive bumper and bumper warranty. That covers both bumpers, not the car itself. And don't forget our administration fees to prepare all of these fees. That's why $15,000 really equals $24,000. At Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland, keeping it simple is what we do best. We don't believe in dealer math. The price you see is the price you get. It's that simple. So for a great selection of new and used vehicles, visit us today at CutshawChevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet. Keeping it simple every day. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back here on the threshing floor, and something cool's kind of happened. Uh, we just ha- have changed the the venue because uh, we, you know we started talking about some some other things, and and we got on to this whole subject of prayer. And I, I think that's cool when that happens. When um, I just I felt it in the Holy Spirit, and um, talking to Tim, I said, you know what? I don't think we're going to get to our message. And so here's if you are expecting this, hey, I haven't forgot about it. We've been talking about the seven I am statements um, that Jesus made about himself in John. And um, we've talked about Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. Um, I am the light of the world. And so today we're really scheduled to talk about where Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. But you know, it's okay if we just hold off a, a week on that. Um, we're, I promise you, we're still going to get to it. Um, but something, you know, as we're talking about prayer and I said, you know, I think we just, I think God really wants us to talk more about this yeah and let's just give this a moment and and we're talking about um kind of what spurred it and and philip corbett if you're listening it's your fault you know (laughs) you you told me this story and is you know when we hear things like this and this you know this vision that he got about um god getting uh giving an assignment to his angel armies and it was a direct result of people who were praying yeah, and what's cool about this moment, and well, what he was talking about is it wasn't just individual prayer. And I want to move 
to this subject. Let's talk about the importance of corporate prayer. See, yes. there's a difference between if you are praying, um, what you know, whatever that need is, or you're praying against the spiritual darkness and you're all on your own, but when you get together with other believers and you begin to combine your prayer efforts, yes, I'm telling you, historically, in the Word of God, God moves from corporate prayer, and that is so important. It involves praying together with other people, either in small groups or large bodies of people. Um, it's a, an important part of, of the church, and I believe God wants to see this. Um, I'm going to read to you this, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Um, we can learn um, how the early church prayed, and they prayed together, said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Corporate prayer is something that they devoted themselves to. They they made room for it. I guess you can say they scheduled it in. Yes. I mean, they, yeah, they it made it happen. It's something the early church devoted themselves to. Anytime we study the model of the early church, we should really pay close attention uh, because God himself, he assembled the church. He created the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That protection, that provision comes with the people aligning themselves with God and with prayer being a central thing here that takes place. Well, and here's what I see in our society today that where the enemy comes in is he makes you feel like and whisper in your ear like, you're not good enough to pray out loud. You don't know how to pray out loud. You don't have the right words. You're, you're, you know, that guy speaks way better than you. He's got much more elegant prayers. And you he thwarts you out of fear or um, insecurity not to pray. And I know a lot of Christians that refuse to pray out loud in a group. Yeah. They just they they just refuse because they're like, Oh no, no, I can't do that. I, mm-hmm. I, I, that's that's not me. I, I can't do that. And what I see when they reject those lies and they just start praying, man, they have some of the most powerful prayers. God just gets a hold of it and anoints it. It's like the, the fiery tongues just go, you know, it's like, it's amazing to see when, when they are released from those lies. And I just encourage you, if you struggle with that, to just say, you know what, even if I just say one thing out loud, Jesus, I love you. Even if I say one thing out loud in, in this group, in this corporate prayer, let that be the start of, of something because you're going to see as you do it, the anointing just gets bigger and bigger and you then you start seeing the fruits of that. And that's the joy when, when I think, am I right? It's like when, when all of you come together and you're praying for one specific thing and you're praying out loud yeah. and each one has something. Sometimes God will give somebody a revelation somebody, sure. uh, or a vision. A word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, even a prophetic um, word that God wants um, to be inserted in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it. Absolutely. And for a specific problem or for a specific thing that you're praying about. And it just, the, the prayer just intensifies and, and just 
you know, ignites and it's just amazing to see. And then when you see the result of that, when somebody comes back and says, um, I don't know what happened, but like at seven o'clock I was healed of this. And you know, that was the exact moment that everybody could testify that that's when you guys were praying and you prayed for that healing or you prayed for, uh, whatever that happened. And that becomes, that becomes the fuel. When you feel the power of God in your prayers, that will fuel you. It's that living water that you don't thirst. You don't, you, you don't sit there and say, um, you know, I'm dry. I have nothing left. This is a, it just keeps flowing. The, yeah. the joy just keeps flowing. You know, and I think we all have a desire to be, um, led by God and, and what I call is being led by the spirit to be a spirit led people. That's how we were really designed to be. We weren't designed to just have the Bible. The Bible is the living word of God. It is for us. But if all we ever do is read and we don't tap into the spirit of God, um, then there's always going to be something missing. And so I'm not talking about, you know, a church that's directed by thoughts or feelings, but really directed by God himself. Yeah. And if that means praying together, if that means fasting together, and we sh- really shouldn't shake it off easily. Um, if we really want to draw close to God, be led by God, it's going to require a commitment that has to take place. And <laughs> I go back to my... <laughs> The conversation I had because um, we talked about praying before services or praying uh, in intercessory prayer, and um, I was talking to my friend Philip and his wife, and and they asked, you know, we were talking about that, and they said, "Well, do, do you have people pray before service?" I'm, man, it is so hard to get people just to show up early to a a Bible class, let alone show up and pray, right? And it's and it's like, you know, honestly, the, my only answer was I, I used to, but it's like when you're the only person in the room, then it becomes a little depressing because yeah. you're not, you're not corporate. If you're trying to get corporate prayer going and you can't get people together to see the vision for it, yeah. then it, it's it, very it, it can be a negative. <laughs> it, it makes your, it can just throw off your, your whole day almost. It's like, man, I was really wanting to pray corporately, but I, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's something about um committing to it though and this sunday is what we call pentecost sunday you know what pentecost means is um it literally means 50 days mm, right. so we had this great easter service and what do we celebrate in easter it's the resurrection of jesus christ so 50 days after that day you have the day of pentecost and so Pentecost was a celebration of the harvest. And is that's what they celebrated in the Old Old Testament, that in the harvest, they would bring in all of the wheat and the grain and all that stuff. There'd be a great celebration. So when they're in the upper room, you will see that one key element was the harvest a spiritual harvest, not a physical harvest of wheat and grain. Right. This is a spiritual harvest that God has been cultivating for generations. And now it is ready to flourish. I kind of think of it like the uh, grain that busts through and is finally evident 
that you can actually eat it. You know what I mean? And because before the the kernels come forth on on wheat, it just, it just it looks like a pretty plant. You know, right, right. God has cultivated this harvest in us, and He wants us to continue in this harvest. And yeah, let me read to you. It's um, Acts chapter two. Starting in verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house while they were sitting. Mm. This speaks of, and there's, there's one little, little phrase, in one accord. That means that they were in agreement. Yes. So it's not a bunch of people coming together for a prayer meeting and they're all praying different directions and different right. things. It, there is a spirit of agreement. Now, they may have all been praying at the same time, but there was agreement together that they were, it's um, thy will be done, yeah. Lord. And they're yeah. seeking the Lord. And sometimes maybe if you don't know how to do that when you're praying in a group, it, it's it's just even quietly just saying, you know, Lord, I, I agree with what he's saying. I, I you know, um, to confirm that when, when the Holy Spirit gives you that check, you know, and you just say, you know, I can, I confirm that Lord, I just, whatever he's saying, I just, I, I'm, I'm standing in agreement with that, uh, in the name of Jesus. And when everybody's doing that, um, the Holy Spirit just starts really moving. Uh, Jason just texted us in. Um, he's from Celebrate Recovery. He said he's got a really powerful story of prayer um, of a guy that he would never have thought to hear this out. And he says, uh, it's a young man from the House of Hope, which is over in Madisonville. And to hear him talk normally, he's very timid, a little bit of a stutter, not really sure of himself, most of the time when he talks, uh, he had a life full of drugs and gangs living on the street. When he went to the men's summit with um, with them up at uh, Gateway Church over in Dallas uh, a week ago, um, he, it, Jason said that uh, him and uh, this guy went up to the altar and, to pray, and he said um, a prayer came out of him so confident and so sure and so bold and so full of life it blew everybody away. Wow. And that is the power we're talking about. When you let go and let God do that in a corporate setting, mighty, mighty things could happen. So Jason, thanks for sharing that story. Jason, thank you for that story. That That's awesome. You know, there it's different when we move from a point of praying our own agenda right. to how Jesus taught the people to pray. And I said earlier, when Jesus said, um, your will be done, you know, thy will be done, God, on in earth as it is in heaven. So when we get that thy will be done in that, that framework in our mind, we kind of set aside our own needs. We'll go back to the man that was healed at the altar. His arm was healed. He had prayed for healing for his own arm, and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with praying that God would help you and that God would heal you and God would take pain away. That's We should bring these things to the throne. Yes. But I think when he began to pray not his own agenda, but God's agenda for other people, that there's power in that when you i'm telling you if you've never prayed if you're listening to this and you've never prayed for another person i really want you to stretch yourself 
And when the moment arises where, you know, maybe you're at church or something happens and let's pray over this need and maybe you you lay hands and we're all going to pray for this person over this, really let go of yourself and no longer, don't focus on yourself anymore, whatever, you know, focus on this need. That's letting your own agenda go and getting on God's agenda and see what God can do as we're all praying over this need. In those moments, I've found God has done miracles. Yes. God has moved, and and I'm talking moved mightily, moved mountains. When I say mountains, I'm talking about, um, you know, uh, great obstacles have been just totally swept aside. Um, I watched, <laughs> uh, I, I watched one in this one service and I, I, I was a little boy and I was in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And I saw a group of people pray and I witnessed a person get up out of a wheelchair. Mm. I saw that. Wow. I mean, those are one, you don't forget these things. Right. And cause I noticed this person get wheeled in. I, I, I saw, um, you know, as a kid, you'd kind of look, Oh, wonder what's wrong with them. Right. And then God created a miracle because <laughs> people prayed. You never forget it. We're going to take one final break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the threshing floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Have you decided to give your child a conservative Christian education, but don't have the time for homeschooling? Summit Christian Academy is your perfect solution. Summit Christian Academy is an accredited K-12 Christian school with a heart for God and your children. They feature small class sizes to ensure your child gets the one-on-one teaching they need and deserve. Located in Huntsville, Summit Christian Academy teaches a biblical worldview and has very affordable rates. Open registration for the 2021-2022 school year is going on now. So call 936-295-9601 or visit scahuntsville.org to apply today. Summit Christian Academy, pursuing academic excellence and godly character. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back and we're talking about... um, the power of prayer and how prayer works. And, you know, we want to close this with just the thought that you got to put faith behind the prayer. I want you to get this in in your thought process. When the disciples were in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, they are praying because Jesus told them what would happen. He said, I know you want to go out and I know you want to spread the gospel now, but you need to wait. He told them to wait, and and I'm just quoting off of memory with this verse, until you are um, endued with empower from on high, which he was saying the Holy Spirit will come upon you, then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, right. Samaria, to the ends, of the, to the ends of the earth. So as they are praying, I do believe there was some faith. Jesus told us to do this. We're doing this. We're praying, and we're going to wait, and the Holy Spirit's going to come. So there's something about putting faith behind your prayer. You mentioned that you you had a, a story. Yeah, well, I was just, you know, on that, I think 
as they were praying in that room, um, you know, what did that prayer look like? Were they thanking God for the power before they received it? You know, and saying, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the before power it even happened. that you are going to uh, put onto us so that we can be mighty for your kingdom. Thanking him because he said it and they, they had the faith that if he said it, it was going to happen and we're going to wait. And that's the, the radical faith that we need to have. It's not radical. It's just real. Yeah. We need to have that. And uh, a story that I had was um, there was this orphanage uh, owner that he had faith like that. And he would pray and, and stuff would happen. And one specific example was... Um, he had, they had no funds. Uh, he was taking care of this orphanage of over a hundred kids. It's time to eat. They have no food at all. And they're, they all go and they sit at the table for, for the, for the lunch. There's no food. There's nothing there. And they sit down anyway. And they sit down anyway. He has them sit down anyway. And he says, we're going to pray and thank God for the food that we're about to receive. Mm. And he prayed and he thanked God for the food that they were going to receive, not knowing where it was going to come from. Wow. He just said, thank you, Lord, for your abundance. Thank you for that. Right after he prayed, he gets a knock on the front of the door. This guy says, hey, I don't know if you can use this, but we're, we're a catering company and we did this huge feast, but we did it for the wrong day. Mm. So we have all this wasted food. Can you use this? for your orphanage and he goes <laughs> use it i just prayed for it wow <laughs> but that's the power of faith in your prayers that even when you don't see it take the time and say you know what lord you are a good father yes. you want to provide and you have to show up because i can't do it and that's when he shows up and he not only does he show up but he shows out mm-hmm. so that he gets the glory and he gets the honor for it you know, that's that's just an amazing story, but just to have the uh, the spiritual guts, I would say, just to believe in it beyond the shadow of a doubt, to actually sit down, even though it's not prepared in front of you, that that is yeah. wild faith, crazy yeah, faith. Yeah, because I mean, has, I love that. He's got chefs, he's got people to cook, they had nothing to cook, and they're sitting, and all, all the kids are sitting there. But it was a powerful testimony to those kids. Yeah, for the rest of their for lives. The rest they, of their they, life. they would absolutely know that that would be a foundational story for them. And I think that's when God really shows up the most is when it will do the most impact for not just you, but for everybody involved. Um, and that's why you get excited when you have that corporate prayer. Yeah. Because you get to witness it. And you know, I'll close with this. I know we got a few moments left, but when you're talking about faith, where does your faith come from? You have to have a first a saving faith of of Jesus Christ, and you really got to know who he is and what he did for you, that he died on the cross so we can have life. And that's something that is, it has to be on the top shelf of your heart. You can't allow other things to share that shelf with Jesus. Jesus has to be the one, the thing. And then everything else comes under him in importance. So we need to have faith in Jesus and actually believe that he saved us. He set us free. Um, He is at the right hand of the Father. He is interceding for us. He's the great high priest. He's there and he's waiting 
to hear our request first. When we get that as just fact, like spiritual biblical fact in our heart, when I pray, the Father hears me. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. That is important because then you begin, you can operate on a level of faith that I think a lot of people don't have. Right. Because they don't claim the authority. They, they, they start believing in a way, or maybe God will. No, this is Jesus said this, and he did this, and he enables me to go to the Father. So I just want to just... Ask you to pray and keep praying, and we will be back next week. We love you. Have Have a a great great week. week. See you next Tuesday. You've been listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. The Threshing Floor is a ministry of LifePoint Church. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. That's The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Until next time, may the love of God richly bless and strengthen you.